Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. With me today, I have Adam Corey, who's VP of Marketing at Telium. Welcome, Adam. Thank you very much, Kim. Glad to be here. Okay, yeah, now you're, I know you're based in San Diego, but uh, you know New York well. You went to university here. I did. I'm glad to be back. I I, uh, I love this city. It's a great place to come to, back to. There's a lot happening here, but I do love my San Diego beach time <laughs> and, uh, and, and and the sun and palm trees. So yeah, nice nice to have both sides of the country. We've to got play sun with. here today, together with humidity, <laughs> a little bit and of humidity, all the other stuff. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Telium, uh, founded in San Diego, according to my research, in 2008. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your journey to Telium. How did you end up there? Well, so you mentioned I was I was here in New York uh, 15, 17, something, <laughs> yeah. a few years ago, <laughs> and was working for abcnews.com out here, and was on the technical side, uh, bridging between the editorial side of the house and also the technical production side of building abcnews.com. And one of the things that we evaluated at the time and ended up adopting was this new idea of web analytics. We were going to use a yeah. solution that was going to help help us understand what was happening on our website right then. Um, this sounds very quaint now that Google <laughs> Analytics and other solutions are just you know, everywhere, ubiquitous yeah. and free. Uh, but back then, this was the difference between understanding what was happening right now with the way that we were building our homepage, what stories we were programming uh, right then and what was working well with our audience. We knew in that moment as opposed to what was performed well last week. So right. this was a, a game changer in a lot of ways for us then. Uh, and I really fell in love with uh, with analytics, which I, I guess there are a few of us maybe out there like me, yeah. uh, but fell in love with it and ended up uh, moving to San Diego, uh, which wasn't too hard to do in the mm-hmm. winter here. Uh, moved to San Diego, joined Website Story, and that started my journey in marketing and, and customer analytics. Uh, that company ended up being acquired by Omniture, is now part of the Adobe stack. Right. Uh, but the founders of Telium uh, it really came from that, and they really built Telium to help companies manage the fact that on their website they have to track data points if you're a news organization mm-hmm. about uh, how is this article tagged, what category is it in, who's the author, topics, etc. And you might have 5, 10, 20 or more different quote-unquote tags or pieces of JavaScript yeah. that you need to route that data through and, and manage. Um, and that was really the start of the journey for me at Telium, uh, was to help organizations deal with the complexities of you know what modern marketing has become, uh, the very technical aspect of some of that, but also the promise of being able to not just worry about the tags that are on my site, but actually the data that flows through that. Because yeah. really embedded in those tags, if you think about it, if you take a step back, that's data that's telling me about the reader on the other side of that computer screen that's you know interested in something, that cares about something. And if I can do more with that data and, and think about it more holistically, I can better understand that reader or that uh, you know retail customer, and I can build a better experience for them. And that's what we're seeking to do at Telium. Okay, so the, the world definitely caught up with you on analytics, and everybody's interested We're still in catching up, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So... Talk a bit more about enterprise tag management, because tag management is one of those phrases you said and people start to kind of stare into the middle distance and think, what am I getting into here? But it's not as... Or snore. Or hopefully, snore. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. you don't snore. I'm trying to think of a polite way uh, of putting it. And, and hopefully for those that are listening to the podcast in the car, <laughs> uh, don't think that way as well. But it's important. It's it important. is. Yeah. It's, it's, dare I say, you know, sexy in some ways when you think about what's actually happening there. Um, you know, publishers and, and retailers alike, 
have a lot to deal with when it comes to technology. Uh, and that could be something as simple as I need to put a campaign tag on my website to measure the performance of something. And that sounds very mundane and, and maybe snoozable for a moment if you think about it, but if that takes a developer, you know, hours, 40 hours to get that tag implemented and QA'd and brought to the yeah. site, that's a week or two or several before that campaign's live. I therefore maybe I'm missing out on uh, maybe a revenue generating opportunity or I'm just missing out on, on data being tracked. So that's that's one area where I think it, it solves a very critical day-to-day operational need inside of the organization. Um, but it also allows organizations to think less in a vendor-centric mindset, which sounds very odd coming from a, a vendor, but it allows you to think about what you need to do in your organization, what data you have, without necessarily thinking about how do I need to get this to a vendor. I can think about this in, in one of the ways that we call it a data layer. And I kind of alluded to it a moment ago, which is to just say, what do I know about my site, my products, my customers? Let's think about that. Yeah. And then let's make sure that I'm letting that information be available to the vendors that I want to, but without having to bury that in code. And so it's something that I can manage uh, you know, individually, but I can also manage more holistically across my organization. Right. So that way, the knowledge about what happens on one page or how I implement Google Analytics per se uh, isn't buried in one person's head on the IT staff. It's actually something that can be read by a normal person. So a marketer or a business user can actually understand what's going on. They can implement solutions. And as I pointed to, your tag management is, is really the foundation that allows me to take control of my data, if you will. It allows me to be able to bring together data that would otherwise be separated and, and siphoned off into 20 different vendors. I can actually control it in a much more real way. Right. Data, the data layer, that's something I'm talking about more and more these days. Uh, because it's becoming important to move from an environment where there are several different departments in the organization, each of which have their own data stack and don't talk to each other. Absolutely. To as you say, a holistic data layer where everyone has access to a single source of truth about whether it be the reader, the customer, the the prospect, the whatever. person, the person, <laughs> the person yes. on the other side of the pixels. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. You know, we as when we take off our our marketer hat or our technologist hat for a second, and we think about what happens to our lives as consumers the rest of the time, or or people maybe on the other side of it. It's, we really don't see the distinction of if I'm interacting with uh, an organization for, let's say, customer support, if I'm interacting on Twitter or Facebook or through their 1-800 number or through their website channel, uh, I just want to interact in the most convenient way possible. Yeah. But if you think about the organization, the amount of work it sometimes takes for them to bring together that process and data to make sure that I could have a seamless experience across Twitter or in-store or on the phone, that takes a a, a rethinking of how organizations are set up. And for the last you know, couple of decades, we've been thinking about a lot of bolt-on experiences. We've said, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to add now this new channel. We're going right. to add this yeah. new experience. Um, and that's great, but we haven't really had an opportunity because we all feel like we're running a lot to take a step back and say, how could I build this experience and how could I build my data foundation yes. if we were starting fresh today, if I didn't have all that technical baggage? And that's really what our goal is with Telium is to help you, you know, continue to go down the, the, the road at 60 miles an hour, but really start to imagine what your car could look like if it was built the right way for the, the journey that you're on today. And one of the advantages of that I've heard people say is that if you can get the foundations right, if you can get the data layer right, if you can access the data, as you say, in a way that 
anyone who needs to use it can use it. That helps because there are new channels and devices and options coming along all the time. And you can be more agnostic about it will apply to any channel which shows up. You can be ready for the yeah. future, not to sound too much of a cliche. You can be future-proof. But if you think about it, you know, what we're talking about here with you know, customer data and customer data platforms is nothing new, really. When, you know, when I was a kid and you would have the corner store and the, the folks would know you there, uh, that was just a relationship, and, and we built equity, if you will, in that relationship. They yep. knew what I cared about. We've just made it more difficult with all this technology, uh, and we've made it harder to understand who someone is. Uh, and so what, what we believe is you should really build that neutral agnostic data layer that you know, doesn't care about what vendor or technologies that really can plug and play with any of them. Yeah. And that way, if something else comes along, if I decide that I do need a watch app or we're going to bring my digital experience to a television set and mm -hmm. have an Apple TV app, I can do that because it's just an extension of the experience and it's just a new area for me to gather data and build experience. But I'm not having to reinvent the wheel from, from the ground up. And I think that's for me, something exciting seeing you know, my peers in the industry start to think about, you know, what are some of the right decisions we need to make? Because I think we've made a lot of what I call TV-VCR combo purchases, <laughs> yes. uh, which is, hey, I bought something that's going to solve a need today, which is a VCR. I can put in a tape and watch something. But then, you know, a year later comes the DVD player, and now I've got that hooked up, and then a Blu-ray player, instead yeah. of saying, you know, let's actually think about what kind of an experience I want to build, and let's focus there without necessarily getting stuck in a, in a cul-de-sac of, of technology that doesn't really help me. It's tremendously difficult, of course, if you're in marketing or sales, you have imminent targets to meet, and yet you're advising people they do need to think strategically and long-term as well. It's tough. It's yeah. tough to do both. You have to balance uh, the ability to to think long-term with the fact that I've got numbers I need to hit this month, this quarter, this year, and I've got uh, people around me that expect me to get yep. there. Uh, and, and you know, that's why we've seen sometimes, you know, CMOs and and, uh, and certain roles, you know, they have a, a lifespan of you know, 18 months yeah. or something like that because maybe they'll move on before those decisions are really actually realized inside of the organization. But I think we're at a special time right now where you know, traditional businesses are challenged with upstarts that don't have this technical baggage. And yeah. so what seemed like something I could tackle a year or two down the line has, is now something that I need to deal with today. Right. And a great experience and a great use of data by another company that may be outside of my space entirely raises the bar for all of us. So now, if I'm a retailer, I'm now competing with experiences of just a, an app that may be something completely different. Or if I'm a, a news website, I'm now thinking about, you know, what's the best design experience that I can build based on what somebody else is doing. So the, the bar just continues to escalate. <laughs> so we've, we've got to dig in. And, and that's where I think, you know, you alluded to earlier um, the, the, the fact that we need to work across the organization, even from a, a tag management standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I think we're seeing that across the board. You know, I as a marketer, I may not be able to, to build websites or build mobile apps, but I have a pretty good idea of how our, our experience and our, our messaging and, and yes. our approach should be. So I need to partner with other people in the organization and get their buy-in early on. And that includes parts of the organization, like the data side of the house. Yeah. And shockingly, it may even include the legal and, and compliance side of the house as well, as I'm dealing with an increasing amount of data that's flowing through my team's hands. Right. Everybody working towards, hopefully, 
a seamless experience. That would be the goal, absolutely. <laughs> well, disruption does focus the mind wonderfully. I, I, I wanted to um, ask you specifically about Telium's offering. I, I took um, something from the website. Uh, you help marketers embrace data, technology, and change by providing unfettered access to customer data. Now, beyond establishing this data layer, um, what do you do to help uh, brands execute on the data? Great question. So we bring the data together, as you, you point out, and that's, so that's bringing uh, a universal profile of, of your people, mm -hmm. your users, your readers, et cetera, your people across all their channels. Um, and that's great just right there. I have a single profile and a single data set, but now I need to be able to act on it, and yeah. I want to also make sure that I can gain insights into it simultaneously. So from an activation standpoint, we have integrations with pretty much every channel you can imagine. Mm -hmm. We're a neutral platform, so we have over a 1,000 integrations that then allow me to build business rules to say when a user does this, let's update my email marketing platform. So I now see. my email marketing manager um, can make sure that they have the latest information about what this user just did. Right. Um, or maybe I want to trigger uh, a campaign to, to fire when that happens. Or maybe I want to do something as simple as media suppression, which is to say, this person is a customer of ours. They pay, they come to their uh, our website every month to pay their bill. Maybe I shouldn't be investing money and in trying to acquire them. So maybe I want to suppress my Google AdWords campaign or my display campaign campaigns there. So bring able, bringing that universal customer view connected to every part of my digital marketing stack right. is really key to being able to execute on this vision of a, a unified uh, approach to data and, and customer experience. It also allows me to have that rich, correlated, great set of data uh, available to my BI team mm -hmm. and my data scientists. So uh, we don't, since we're not an analytics company, we're really a data orchestration platform, if you will. Okay. Uh, we can plug this into whatever enterprise data warehouse that they use. So that way, the marketing team and the customer experience team is operating on the same set of data as my BI team. So that way, we don't have that experience, which I've certainly seen many times in, in my lifetime, where a really smart BI analyst uh, comes up with a, a really great piece of insight, uh, presents it in a meeting, and that insight stays in a PowerPoint presentation because it's so hard to execute on that. <laughs> right. and, and that's really what we're trying to help solve. Yeah, so it's a, that's where Telium sits in the, in the stack is, uh, it's all about the APIs, isn't it? You're plugging into the tools which you would use, for example, to distribute to do email marketing, to do campaigns and so on. You're not offering that, but you're plugging the data in there. And then also the data you're collecting is being served up to the business intelligence people, the analytics. You've got it. That's absolutely, yeah. absolutely right. I think a lot of people will think of us as plumbing mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, and and a lot of people will uh, try to wrap their head around it and say, well, isn't that what we're doing in our, our EDW or our enterprise data warehouse or something along those lines? Yes, certainly you're consolidating data, you're bringing offline and online data together, but what those back office systems have historically not had yeah. is the plumbing and the connection to every place that, quite honestly, you're, you're spending money and you're engaging your customers, and that's really what Telium does, is to say, let's bring this data connected to the tools and technologies that you're using to build your experience. And in a way that people who are not into coding can see what's going on and understand. 100%. <laughs> Okay. I know it's a great introduction to Telium and a nice overview of some of the challenges which people are facing right now. Thanks for joining us. Ken, thanks for having me. And everyone watch out for the next one-to-one -one podcast.